Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. We tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 1230 Pacific time on Instagram Live. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. I have my daughter here, uh, just so everyone knows if she walks in, then that's the end of the show. (laughs) <laughs> also <laughs> there happens to be people installing a window in the other room so if you hear construction noise that's what that is so we're just we're yes. kind of doing it live today people um, we are as we literally talk about just right ocd yes so and we are going to probably keep it under 30 minutes or so so yep yep anyways welcome we are here doing it live. We're going to talk about just right. Yes. I was just thinking about Do Goldilocks you and the three uh, bears. Yes. Right. Oh, this one's Goldie. just right. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. This one's too small. This one's too big, but this one is just right. Just right. right. Porridge too hot, too cold. Mm-mm. Just right. Mm-mm. And. Yeah, so a lot of this this sort of subtype is about hitting that that just right feeling. I mean, that's the, the basis of it, right? And it can hit in pretty much any of the content areas too, right? Like yes, you can have to you. do things just right uh, in order to make sure that you're in the right relationship or just right, right to make sure that your family don't die or whatever the the case may be. It doesn't, it hops around. It's, it's a part of the concentric circles. Mm -hmm. They're all in there, folks. All in there. So, um, so that being said, what would be a common one? Well, it's one that you normally see. So I, one thing that comes up is this in the context of religious scrupulosity, right? Like, so somebody will have uh, an interesting thought about God maybe, and that's bad and like maybe something sexual or, or something like that or violent. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have to redo things until they feel just right. Right. Uh, so that they can move on. So that's the, the tricky thing here is like common obsessions really could be any sort of obsession, right? It, it, the, it's the compulsion really that's, got to be just right. Do you know? Yes, I do know. Totally. Of course you That's know. Because you're I know. a boss. Well, and I'm sure that you've experienced it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, just a nagging feeling that something's off. I mean, that's all of OCD. Right. Something's off. Yeah. It can definitely come up in um, 
ways I think that's pretty, I feel like I see it a lot in kids too, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, um, if I don't write this word just right, then something bad is going to happen to my family, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or if I don't, which I've, I've used this as an example because it's a common one for me. It's like, if I don't get whatever it is done, like finish folding a towel or finish mm-hmm. um, eating a meal, it, it could be anything, walking mm-hmm. around the block. By the time the phone rings, then something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it could be, yeah. and that could also be choose your own adventure. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think to your point, it's just like this, this idea, it's almost what you were talking about just there is like verging into just the magical thinking realm mm-hmm. of like, I'm going to, and I think a lot of, there's a ton of crossover between the two. Yes. Agreed. I have so, to feel just right. But I the thing is, is you're right. never yeah. going to feel just right. And if you do... Well, you're going to be chasing down a dream, as That's Tom Petty would say. <laughs> chasing down a dream, <laughs> Tom Petty. It's true, though, because you only get it for a moment, and then everything will start to feel wrong again, or you'll have to do it again, and you'll have to flick the lights on and off until it feels just right, or lock the door. That That's one where it comes up quite a bit, right? Like some of the more physical checking compulsions related to home invasion, right? the you have to hear the lock click just a certain way or you're afraid yep. that it's not actually locked. Right. Really common yeah. one for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think it, there's a lot of perfectionism involved as well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So it's like, even with exposures, right? Like I have to do this exposure just right or I'm not yeah. doing it right. Which means then I'm not yeah. doing it better. Yeah. And that's, that's a scary one, right? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. But what if I don't get better because I, yep. Don't do it. I have right. to feel the right amount of anxiety. Yep. Sweet spot. Anyways. Sweet spot. <laughs> so, Sweet spot. <laughs> so sorry for my lack of energy. I feel like I'm really dragging today. Wake up, Kelly. Wake up. <sighs> okay. Should we like do jumping jacks or something? <sighs> burpees. Okay, burpees. I've never, I've never uh, quite gotten the burpee down. I just oh, we're gonna burpee then because yeah. wow, yeah. it's a game changer between sessions. Really wakes you up. Yeah, right in the right in the right. noggin, right in the just. cardiovascular system. <laughs> um, by the way, if anyone. Um, if anyone has any questions about Just Right OCD and, and all of that, feel free to throw them into that question mark box to the right of the comments and we're to uh, do our best as we go. Oh, I think it's in Kelly. Kelly, are you there? Sorry. Sorry about that. My grandma called. Oh, <laughs> hi, yeah. grandma. So I had to hang up on her. Anyways, she'll understand or she won't. I'm sure. Or she won't. So yeah, drop your questions. If you've got any, we're happy to, you know, to answer questions about just right and your experience. Um, Somebody just asked, do I, uh, do we have uh, 
podcast that you can listen into. So we have um, on IGTV, both of us Mm -hmm. at the Obsessive Mind and Obsessive Compulsive Treatment. If you go to the IGTV uh, link section, yeah, the the on our page, the little icon, and you you click it like this, like (laughs) it'll show you our channel (laughs) at Purely OCD, and then we Uh also have a YouTube channel. That's accurate. That's true. We have our own YouTube channel. Yep. Um, so I'll maybe add a link to that later. Um, so if you want to subscribe there, you can. Hopefully yes. that's helpful. Yeah. So then compulsions. They're just right. Well, I think, haven't we been talking, been talking about, about compulsions yeah. though? That's the thing. I like, I feel like we have, there's really not much to talk about in the way of obsessions. Right. Because it can attach to freaking anything it can be right I, d- I do think it tends to come up more with the organizational and I, I do think that the if I don't do this I'll feel off right like that could be a, oh, a an obsession sure. yeah just the feeling it doesn't mean something bad will happen right right and that that can be the sort of primary concern is that you're just going to have that feeling ongoing forever and that's uncomfortable and you don't want to have that. So you do the thing, right? Like you have to, mm-hmm. and it, it could be even something as simple as in terms of compulsions, like I need to adjust this thing on my desk. And we see with symmetry OCD that everything has to be symmetrical and organized in that way. We just right. It could have absolutely no rhyme or reason. It just, that's where it belongs. So it needs to be there in order to feel right. It's different from, obsessive compulsive personality disorder where it's like it belongs there and it should be there and if it's not there then why'd you move everyone's it, a bunch of idiots yeah <laughs> right this is your problem not mine yes yeah um somebody asked by the way if the comments get saved i don't think that they do they don't we've tried no yeah i've actually looked it up unless i'm missing something no i um, don't think so or the questions anyways the comments definitely don't get saved Right. That's true. But yeah, it's, it's not like on YouTube or some of the other forums where the, the whole chat thread gets saved. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so really quickly though, cause you brought up some symmetry OCD is that mm-hmm. I guess I feel like that's, it's, it's kind of a crossover though. Of just right. Right. Like they're looking for the just right feeling because mm-hmm. we don't know, like, if it's actually symmetrical. That's true. Right. I don't know. No. If we're really splitting right. hairs. Yes, I think there's I mean, a just right quality to it. Absolutely. And sometimes right. it is just, I'm going to feel uncomfortable if that pillow is not in the right place. I'm just going to put it in the place where it feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine until you have to keep going back and, and moving all of the pillows. And let's say, I don't know, you have children, good luck, right. Or pets or, you know, it's right. This is where I think OCD is on a spectrum and like some of at the, like, if it was just that, if it remained at, I need to move my pillow to a certain degree every single night so that I feel comfortable, we wouldn't diagnose OCD probably because it probably wouldn't be that time consuming. It wouldn't be that distressing. It's as it builds up over time, 
that it becomes a problem. And suddenly you have to make all of these things feel just right or else. That sounded right. ominous. I keep yeah. saying right, and it's weird right. to say right and just right. 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 Genevieve keeps saying, Mom, Mommy, you sound like a valley girl. I was oh my like, gosh. oh, please, Lord, don't just tell me every time I sound like one of those. Please. I know. Please. I say like so much. It's I've nothing, been nothing against it. valley girls either. It's just my mother. It's the was an original place. valley girl. Was she? Yeah. She grew up in Woodland Hills, the valley, the San Fernando Valley. And it's not the only valley. There are lots of other valleys on this planet, as it turns out. She is amazing, though. Not yeah, like she's saying great. She does not sound like a valley girl. Like I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay on the rails. So Stay on the rails. Okay. I did notice that somebody had mentioned that um, asked, and, and just as a reminder, if you're here and you want to answer a, a question answered, throw it in the question mark box so we don't have to scroll through and waste your time trying to find questions. But does OCD do cause have black? You. Oh, and you have some too? Yeah. We do. But I just was wondering if we want to answer them at the end, like normally, because usually yes. this is the part where we go into exposure stuff, right? That's such a good point. Yes. Thank you <laughs> for keeping me on the rails. Please. Unless it's pertinent to this moment. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Nope. Okay. Let's pin that one because we're coming back pin. to you. Pin. Um, exposure is just right. Well, does anyone have any idea what the exposure would be here? <laughs> oh, I like this. Just this is- wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Make it just wrong. wrong. Um, yeah. Please feel free to leave a little comment this is our q a for you i guess yeah what yeah we got to do it like jeopardy right (laughs) (laughs) so so i think with just right if it were let's talk about symmetry the idea of just sort of putting things uh, in a symmetrical order right like yeah that you would put it off kilter on purpose and then yes you guys yes. are killing it killed it sit with the uncomfortable feeling that is it also don't do it is one of my favorites <laughs> it's a trap <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. don't move it just just leave it and make sure leave it. in fact quite uh, i think that the exposure is to do everything as you said just wrong just that's a right. little bit wrong. Like make sure that it's a little bit off. And that's a really cool thing that you can sort of incorporate into your life ongoing as respon- as um, relapse prevention is how can you make sure to do something like a little bit off? I do that with running sometimes. And uh, also is like, keep yourself good on your toes. For, well, for sure. Exactly. And it's good for um, challenging any sort of like body and, and eating noise too, for people who suffer in that right. realm. But um, if I'm running and I'm like, oh, I want to run that extra 0.05 miles because th- then it's going to be at an even, like it's going to be the even <laughs> yeah. number, then, you know, and I'll just be like, nope, not doing it. Yeah. We're not I'm going to leave 0.01 miles left. Ah. Do it. Done. Yeah. Screw you, OCD. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my exposure. Oh man, bite me. 
For really. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if what about just you? right, if the just right is being, uh, I would say, <clears throat> driven out of this fear that something horrific is going to happen if you don't do whatever it is, that an imaginal would be good here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I didn't do this. And my therapist told me to, too. And I listened. Well, you don't have to say that, but I just felt like putting that out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just making the imaginal, right? Like this thing's going to happen. Because yep. all because I didn't cl- close the door just right. Yeah. Yeah. To this feeling. This one, do you see a lot of sort of guilt presenting with this around those types of compulsions? I, I hear so often this idea of like, but it's selfish not to do something if I think it could have, even if I think it's really unlikely that it could save somebody, it, it could. I, yeah, I definitely hear the, um, moral scrupulosity stuff, right. It's like, um, harm reduction, right? Like, well, if I, if it's in my, uh, control to check one more time, like, isn't it worth it? Cause I could save whatever it is, save that person. Yeah. Um, or right. Check to see if the gas, right. is like making sure the stove is off and that it's like some moral obligation. Right. Right. Because, and, and you may have missed it because it doesn't feel just right. That's so often the case, right? Like you just, especially like we were talking about earlier with the, with the compulsions in this type is like, but it feels off. Got to go back. Got to go back because... Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm a jerk because I can't be bothered to go back for five seconds and save my mother's life or something. Right. Or Which, of dog. course, is not true. But you have to be able to, yeah, or your dog. You have to be willing to embrace that, yeah, maybe you, maybe you are. So you, you know what I would do for me? What I have done? Is it I like, love it. Well... I'm really excited today about killing everybody in the house and then just walk out that door just with do my it. shoulders back and my stomach in yep. <laughs> to the floor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I always notice for me personally, when this one comes up, I'm like, Ooh, I can tell that my anxiety, my resting anxiety is kind of ooh, going up. Yeah. Yep. And maybe some others are going to come in. <laughs> Welcome. Have you met the others? <laughs> Have you met the others? They're all here waiting for you. They're all here. So. No, that's so and true. I, I, I'm the same way except for with, um, with sort of organizational stuff. If I find oh, that I yeah. really want to go through every room in my home and just purge and make sure that everything is in its place, I'm like, yeah. oh, interesting. I, I'm really, I don't usually give into it these days. I'm like, all right. I'm going to push something out of place and walk away. Mm. But <laughs> yes. I think every once in a while I just, I do it. And then I'm like, oh, shoot. This oh, yeah. got out of hand really quickly. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like what hours in later. the hell is going on? And I you think haven't we eaten anything. You haven't had other. any water. Yeah. <laughs> You're like... When will the lamb stop screaming? You know, like that's where you're at <laughs> after a like a, a cleaning binge. And then you're like, oh, wow, that was definitely my anxiety. Yeah. I didn't really need to yeah. go. 
Yes, we've totally texted each other, by the way, in one of those moments, I'm sure of it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Should we answer some questions? Sure. You're, uh, you're keeping up on the rails today, Toodle. So. I am. I am. That's because I have to be responsible. Be the responsible adult. steer the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So wait, do you have questions? Well, there was a question you were going to, to and I didn't want to. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we should just something do that one first. Up at the top about black and white thinking. Does right. OCD cause black and white thinking that cause obsessive overthinking? I think OCD is very black and white. I don't, I don't know if there's any in between. It's either good or bad. or, And that's the whole thing is we're trying to teach people how to do middle path. It's like, well, yeah. Can we think of this, think of this more rationally? Totally. And that maybe there's yeah. a little good and a little bad. Right. And it can't be right enough. It has to be just right. That's OCD. It's, it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it is very black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the, the other part of the question, like cause of obsessive overthinking. Well, I think that we're probably talking about compulsive overthinking here, right? Like where you're just doing something to try and make sure that your worry thought is not going to come true. Um, I don't know, like black and white thinking certainly can encourage Mm -hmm. uh, overthinking uh, or yeah, compulsive overthinking for sure. (laughs) That Uh, is definitely true. Yeah. I'm a bad person, right? Like that's a very all or none thought. And if you then start churning about it for, you know, 45 minutes to make sure that what you said wasn't offensive, yeah, that's probably the initial thought that kind of got you and the anxiety. Yeah. You got it. Nailed it. You did. Nailed it. Okay. So that one we got. Let's just read that one. Okay. So a few people actually did ask about the black and white separate people asked about the black and white thinking. Does OCD cause black and white thinking? Yes. Well, life Um, causes black and white thinking, right? Like just throwing that out there real quick, because I think everyone engages in black and white thinking. I think um, it's very evolutionarily beneficial to be able to think efficiently, to be able to make snap judgments. It's just that efficient doesn't mean accurate, in fact, my, my husband just bought a book that I've read parts of, but not the whole thing, called Thinking Fast and, and Slow by an economist, uh, uh, Daniel Kahneman. I think he wrote, uh, he uh, won the Nobel Prize for, uh, for that book. Yeah. And the whole idea is there's two types of thinking, type one, type two. Type one is jump to conclusions quick, and it does. It tends toward this. <laughs> Guilty. 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 Well, the thing is, we both do both, right? And you can train yourself. You're not going to stop yourself from having those type one thoughts because that's how our brains work. But type two thinking is this sort of methodical considering after the fact where you're like, hmm. Slow down the machine a bit. Yeah. Slow it down. urgent. Yeah. Yeah. Take a deep breath machine, you know, that's whatever machines do that's um are you there 
Did I lose you? I'm here. I don't know. Did you lose me? Can you hear me? I gotcha. Okay, so um, this person, I think, you know, this person's one was about black and white, um, Mm -hmm. but I, I can't list both the questions, but I think it was, you know, black and white thinking with OCD, especially with diet and good and bad foods, chemicals, et cetera. Yes. Mm. Yeah, Lauren, you want to take this one? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? this is your. Um, She's like, ah, okay, I'm right here. Bad foods. <laughs> you tell the food police to shut up, right? Um, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. I think it depends too on. So, is this OCD? Or are we like veering into the realm of eating disorder? And certainly, there's some overlap with well, orthorexia. Um, and yeah, and I think I meant well, made mention eating disorder. Right. I think generally, I think I mentioned to you the other day that I was like, hmm, I'm, I'm really seeing more and more how much uncertainty factors into especially um, restrictive or binge purge eating disorders, like the desire to try to manage and control your weight right. and the unwillingness to accept uncertainty around that. But I think that this idea of good and bad foods is so much about the all or none that we've been talking about in our culture. We do. It's it's socially sanctioned. It's like chocolate, bad broccoli. Good. Right. And did right. you steal, All did you steal it? Whole food. <laughs> no. Yeah. Did you steal it? <laughs> I'm just saying Probably. like, a, well, if you stole it, maybe, maybe that's something to look at. Right. Like that's probably, uh, that's moral. That's good or bad. Maybe, or at least maybe, right. It's a gray area because well, let's not get into the philosophy of everything, but absolutely. I'm just saying yes. that it's more inclined toward that. Like there, totally. you might make a moral judgment based on stealing, whereas what foods you put into your body, like some are more nutrient dense, some are less so. Some True, some and are... I think this is where ortho- orthorexia comes in though, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, but it should be the right one, especially like say you have kids, like that's where the guilt too can come, right? Mm. I'm causing them cancer because I'm giving them something with pesticides in it. Right. Right. Anyways, that was sideways. No. Sorry. Keep going. No, that was it. I mean, that's, that's, you crushed it. It's true. Um, so the original question though was how, just about how the, uh, especially black and white, especially with diet and good and bad foods, chemicals, et cetera, bad food chemicals, which I think we answered. Okay. I think so. So, um, do you want to do one more? Sure. So this one's, uh, uh, can you read it or no? Mm -mm, I can't see see it. it. Okay. So this one's kind of general, but I think it's an important topic is, how to describe symptoms to a psychiatrist when the content of thoughts are shameful. Hmm. Well, I think that first of all, it's very hard to find a psychiatrist and a therapist for that matter that specializes in OCD. So I think that shame can become even greater in those situations because sometimes people will end up having to educate the psychiatrist on what OCD is, which is never a fun experience. No. Um, and just to start, OCD is full of shame. 
Right. So then to go in somewhere and meeting a brand new person, like a perfect stranger and disclosing content is my hope is that when we are vulnerable and share something that we have tons of shame around that that person will respond well. However, there is no guarantee that that will happen. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, So we can't give direct advice here on this. I I do have an opinion about it, but. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think I actually, I would, I, I do have, I think a recommendation around this just in terms of if you are going to see a psychiatrist, I would encourage you to talk to the therapist that you're working with who specializes in OCD, hopefully if you have OCD so that they can maybe preemptively contact the psychiatrist and educate them if the psychiatrist doesn't know, right? Like that there's an opportunity or like can send over articles, right? Because I think especially with some of the more taboo themes, people are horrendously misinformed. Yeah. And, you know, there's enough shame. We don't, right. We don't need medical professionals adding to the shame. And, and of course, I don't think it's willful that it, that the ignorance there, right? Like we want to make sure that we have the opportunity to inform people so that they can respond in a way that is supportive. Absolutely. And not, not that the person should be, you know, responsible for that, but that's the sad reality, as you pointed out sometimes. <clears throat> and this person's uh, asking specifically how to describe symptoms. So, I don't know if you necessarily need to get into content if it's, you know, somebody where you don't have a therapist and maybe it does take more time to kind of build trust within that psychiatrist of like, okay, at the beginning of the conversation, you just say a little bit and then see how they respond. And right. Yeah. Test the waters, my friend. That's so Um, on point. That's right. Absolutely. But offering resources to, um, yeah. I mean, some people never tell their content, but you do need to tell your therapist because that's how it all works. For sure. No, that's, that's so such a good point. Like you don't have to tell anyone except for it's probably a good idea to tell your therapist so that they can help mm-hmm. normalize and, and also help you do the exposure work necessary to support yourself. Crushed it. Okay. So this person said, Let's just do one more if it's okay, because they said that the question accidentally got kicked out. Okay. Okay. Had a question, but accidentally got kicked out of here twice and lost it. So now just, I'm going to say how much I love this. Oh, oh, thank you. (laughs) I thought it was a question. No, I think that there is a question. Is it Naomi? Yes. Oh, and it says. Go ahead. Yeah. Is it normal to have a flood of OCD thoughts after a night of drinking or getting drunk? What if I did this and I don't remember? Oh my God. I hate this one. Mo, Mother of God. I know. I know, man. Uh, Yes. Yes. That does come up. I think it's, it's a little bit difficult because if you do actually black out, right, then that's not a holy it's not a wholly inappropriate anxiety to potentially reconsider your behaviors in the future because it's probably not a good call to be in certain situations and black out, right? Like that's probably a, like a healthy, not 
again, not that it, you should then try to figure out what all happened, but it should probably inform you moving forward, which healthy, you know, guilt and anxiety can do. Like if we go like, oh, this is a sign that I did something that I'm not thrilled about that I'd like to change in the future. But go ahead. You were going to say something. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think this is, you know, this is a pretty common one too, even if there's not a blackout, Mm -hmm. it's just like the feeling of being tipsy can kick up that fear as well. Um, And I think the fear, like when you're kind of in a daze and you're really tired or waking up, I've seen a lot of clients get triggered by that. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, anything that you don't have an explicit memory around, right? Like Mm -hmm. even down to like checking compulsions, if you don't have that explicit uh, almost image oriented memory around a situation, you might start to think, well, did I really lock that? And I think it's no different. The only difference is that if you've had some sort of substance, there's the recognition that you might not have your faculties around you as much, even to your point, if you don't black out. I've had uh, actually multiple clients where if they're having a panic attack and they have like feelings of dissociation, Um, they get super triggered. It's like their main trigger. So, um, yeah, Yeah. it's because they really are kind of detached from their body and they don't remember sometimes parts of it. So yeah, like you had said, it's just, it's the lacking of a concrete memory. Yeah. And the more you check for a memory, And you can be stone cold sober. And I I speak, I I actually just posted about this the other day, right? Like I speak at this from personal experience where I spent years trying to relive one evening where I ate a piece of tiramisu, right? Like over and over. Like it's, I didn't, I couldn't remember what I felt in that moment. And then, oh, it's just, it's a mm, bugger. It is a bugger. Um, Okay. So uh, unfortunately I have to wrap this up yes. because I have the little one here, Yes, <clears throat> but yes. you guys are all Thank asking you. really great questions. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. I please encourage you to come back and watch next week because I do, we do want to answer these questions. We're just time Absolutely. limited. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. We really appreciate you coming. And uh, if you have any uh, any topics that you want for us to consider for f- future episodes. We have a, a good deal lined up, but we're always happy to consider others and, and love to hear from you. Yes. Muchas gracias. Okay. Adios. Adios. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.